Now, what you what you don't understand is the Porsche has a horse in the logo. So by falling out of the horse, right, falling off the horse, it's a cycle. Okay, that's just a it's just a point about uh, a metaphor for worldly things and not to spend on them. Right? You're just not cultured enough to understand 100. Did you hit the record button? Episode of Crew Three Podcast. I'm Rose Ruckman. With me, as always, are my co-hosts Chris and Ricky. Gentlemen, say hello. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? You know, Chris. Now that you bring it up, I mean, that is just I. You've opened my eyes to the lyrical mastery of Hundred Gex. Right. I'm just yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm I, I'm just I'm in awe of that song now, and I'm now more disappointed that Merrily wouldn't let us dance without our wedding. Yeah, I tried to get it on the playlist, but uh, no successful. Hey, uh, about all all twenty of our underage listeners got that joke. So shout out to y'all. We're gonna we're gonna narrow down that Zoomer audience one of these days. That's exactly right. Love us. Until then, you know, I'm looking at our YouTube metrics, and we are we have the 26 to 41 male market just cornered right now. Dewey, Dewey. Uh, I don't know that we have enough time for that anymore, man. I I love doing this podcast, and it's a great opportunity to hang out with friends, man. This it's just so much. There's so much to content creation when you've got a life, you know. Yeah, it really is. But hey, we love the Discord. We love everyone. But uh. How you doing, buddy? I mean, look, first of all, can I just say it's great to have both of you on for once? I was starting to think you guys were just the same person, right. which I haven't seen you in the same room since my wedding. Uh, what you missed was I am actually the same person as the guy from 100 Gex, the Hyperpop band. Right. Nobody's ever seen us in a room together <laughs> also, you know, so. Listeners, I just want to say I am just as confused as you are on the amount on just like the hyper tenderness Chris is on 100 Gex at the moment. <laughs> well, you you know what it is is I've got a Zoomer that works for me now, and uh, they were like talking about hyperpop, and I was like, "What is hyperpop?" And they were trying to describe it to me, and then I was like, "Is that like this?" And they were like, "Yes," and I was like, oh, "Okay, I ironically love stupid horse," you know? <laughs> okay, fair enough. So all right, all right, all right. Is that like this? And they they in fact can. Okay, good. Well, you know, one one of these days, yeah. You know, I'm thank you for to helping me learn more about the youth. I am Mystery I'm solved. ready to to engage the youth. Hello, fellow kids. My name is Steve Buscemi. Uh, anyway, let's talk about magic cards, shall we? We have a real packed episode for you once again, because we got some pioneer challenges to look at. We've got some spicy, spicy leagues because everyone is still exploring the streets of new Capenna. And we're going to end off today with the question of how the heck did we miss ledger shredder? Mm-hmm. I didn't miss ledger shredder. Then why was it in our top five, Ricky? Because I wanted to talk about the stupid angels deck I lose to in uh, Explorer every day. Dang. I, I have yet to play angels. See, I'm, I'm out here playing the Ledger Shredder, and uh, it's a lot of fun. But then your opponent plays a Blood Crypt, and you forget that on Arena, you don't have Treasure Cruise or Temporal Trespass, so you lose. Yeah, fair. All right, well, before, of course, we get into all of that, it's time once again... For that weekly segment of What Killed Magic. And honestly, this was about to be a What Saved Magic this week. Because I was just like, look at the release schedule thinking, oh, wow. You know, Dominar United, that's not till September. All these Baldur's Gates teasers, everything else coming up. I don't have threat spoiler season for like three months. Right. Nope. Chuck Testa. Because here's Wizard saying, don't worry. We know the hype train for Baldur's Gate is just barely getting started. But don't worry. We got you. We have teasers for Double Masters, Dominar United, and the 40k Commander decks on Thursday. And I will say, look, I am excited for the 40k Commander decks. I've been on a little bit of a great Games Workshop kick lately. The the re-relaunch of Horus Heresy got me a little excited. I've been buying some models. If you check out on Twitter, you can see all the stuff I've been buying and painting up put together. But, uh, yeah. Can we slow the brakes? No, I mean... It's a money machine for them, is what it is, <clears throat> and uh, you know, spoiler season's just real tough on us. We have it's a, it's a lot to do, it's a lot to cover, a lot to pack into an episode, and a lot to try and get your head around. So it's it's always nice those breaks, like they're always good listens, it's always good views during spoiler season. But at the same time, a lot of people have been following us for a while. It it gets a little gets a little uh, nauseating, you know, just the amount that that's coming out. I just can't wait to see like three cards from Dominaria United. And have them already like entirely written out of every format before they even come out. 
right? Yeah. Like until September, like the months of math that's going to go into just analyzing those three cards, right? Mm-hmm. At the like by the time the set actually comes out, those cards are already going to like are, are people are already going to be done with them? They're like, oh no, that that wasn't good anymore. Yeah, you're right. It is just is is unless these cards are going to be obnixilous here, Oko busted. And if it's that, then we get five months of waiting for the sky to fall. Yeah. It's like, I mean, you can go ahead and play, you know, I don't know what's good right now. Phoenix? Phoenix is good. No, no. I think it's all right. I mean, it's no Winota. Are you playing Winota? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, you can go ahead and play Winota. But when uh, Teferi Reinv- Reinvigorated comes out, like, it's all blue-white control from here, you know? Yeah. It's just, I just don't even know where to begin. I mean, look. I will say, thanks to the release of September, we have three months to get on Nixilis Band. And so, you know, I, I'm looking forward to that. Man, I've been rocking that card in Explore. I've mostly played Explore and not Pioneer the past, like, two or three weeks. That's going to change on Thursday. Hopefully I get to go play some Pioneer in person again for the first time in a couple weeks. But, uh, yeah, I have been rocking the red-black sack decks. And I sometimes have to switch off of them, like... I don't win every single game, but holy heck, do I win a great majority of them? And unfortunately, like the board just gets so complicated. A lot of people can't keep up with what's going on. And then the people that do know, they do try and kill your mayhem devil. But once you have ways to get it back or protect it or make copies of it, it's just GG, you know? Yeah. I, uh, I walked to my LGS. That's right. Ricky, Ricky, for those that don't know, Ricky has evolved past the need for a car. Yeah. Uh, some very kind, uh, people have, uh, just removed the car from my uh, lifestyle. Liberated the car. I, I walked to my LGS. He seized the means of Ricky's production. Exactly. <laughs> Lent out all of my Pioneer decks for like a, I think we had 15 people for Pioneer. Uh, and I got bodied two and two. Uh, played the stupidest game ever of Phoenix versus Red Black ever. We both were just drawing lands. My opponent ultimated his Obnixilis, which he didn't make a copy of because he didn't have any creatures. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, drew seven cards and just laughed and played a Hive of the Eye Tyrant and passed, <laughs> discarding two more lands. Oh my god. I was doing not much more of the same over on my side of the... Just uh, no phoenixes. I had two thing in the ices in my opening and they both fell to fatal pushes. And then I just drew lands. But it was a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of people playing Pioneer. Uh, I got beat by my own Lotus Storm deck. That was always very fun, too. Great FNM, and uh, I opened a the Spirit that Sacrifices and Given Indestructible out of my booster pack. So I opened Pioneer cards out of my standard booster Oh, good. Thank you, The List. Yeah. The Thanks, list, The List. The List is the best thing that happened in Streets of uh, New Gadget Zan. Because it's Street only 60 <laughs> cards. Uh, it's also, like, all rares. You don't open dumb things like Golden Glow Moth anymore. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at my stack of old list cards, right? What do I have on top here? I have a Seething Song. I have a Lash Out. Yeah. Uh, Seething Song up. is actually it's pretty sweet. Anyways, but all rares on the list. Good job. Uh, now work on that limited format, please, because I'm tired of losing to just Titan of Industry and Jetmere all day long. That's what killed Magic. White's so good. That's, That's what, what killed, killed Magic. Magic. Streets of New Capenna Limited literally tilted me so hard I downloaded Hearthstone. Wow. To go play real Gadget Zan. Yeah, to play actual Gadget Zan. All right. Well, that is it. Let's uh, let's dive into the Pioneer metagame, shall we? Let's do it. All right. Over on Saturday, we had a challenge. In eighth place, we have Sandy Dog MTG with Mono Red Aggro. In seventh place, we have Sir Maxime on mono red aggro sixth place we have andy awkward on a deck i am super excited to talk about with this is it prowess is it tempo list here we'll come back to that one fifth place we have ku on is it phoenix fourth place we have snapcaster bolt on bant angels third place we have cold fire 153 on esper grease fang second place we have optimus 344 on naya winota and first place the Dragon Master from Brazil, Claudio, with Niv Light. So uh, let's uh, let's come back down here to that sixth place list here by Andy Awkward. That is it prowess list here. We have one Companion Gigantha, because you can't forget the Elk. Uh, four Monastery Swiss Spear, four Soul Scar Mage, four the Ledger Shredder, 
four Sprite Dragon, four Consider, four Op, four Play with Fire, four Reckless Rage, two Strangle, four Specification, four Treasure. Nice little selection of lands. The sideboard, we got some Tablet Guilds, we got some Unlicensed Hearse, Disdainful Stroke, Spell Pierce, the Madcap Melees, and some Alpine Moons. All right, now let's just talk about the deck itself here because you know we're gonna we're gonna save all the Ledger Shredder talk for the end here, but. We're going to see across several decks how versatile Ledger Shredder is. So what do you think? I mean, we've got Delver, but we don't have Delver. I mean, I know Explorers see this deck a lot with Delver instead of Monastery Swift Spear. But, like, ooh, this deck is gas. Getting to play Reckless Rage in a non-heroic shell, I like it. I like it a lot. Well, Soulscar Mage, does it work badly for you? What do you mean? Oh, no. Soulscar Mage, only opponent controls. Yeah, oh, yeah. What it's a the sickest for you. Yeah, okay. I was making sure that it didn't uh, do bad things. <laughs> Reckless Rages kill your opponent's Ledger Shredder. So you- they do. Only if it's the first connive trigger. Right. Don't uh, I've seen so many, like... People have tweets, expressive adoration tweets. strangled my Ledger Shredder a lot. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't work. work. I don't like Strangle. I'm going to say it. I'm out here spreading the truth. Don't play Strangle. Like, this card, I think, is... Like, I get that it can hit Planeswalkers. It makes it a little bit better. But like, It's for the decks that, that can't play Voltage Surge, right? I guess so. Like, I guess it might be better than, like, Fiery Impulse. But, like, I hate Sorcery. It just rots in my hand. And it can't kill, like, things like Grease Fang. Or, like, help try to kill Winota or something. That's, like, the only thing that I really see with this card, with this deck is just, like, I don't like it. It's probably yeah. right, but I don't like it. But other than that, this deck is sweet. This deck is fun. I, I think that, you know, the power of this deck is the Swift Spears and Soulscar Mages. I've learned you can put that package into a lot of decks and it'd be pretty good, whether or not you're playing white uh, or blue or whatever it might be. The, you know, power of Treasure Cruise here is pretty insane. I've noticed people talking about, like, playing some versions of this deck and not liking a full four Treasure Cruise. They thought four was going to be a little bit much, but you definitely, with Considers and Ops, fill the graveyard up a lot. So, like, drawing I mean, two or three makes it very castable. Don't forget, Ledger Shredder also speeds that can up thanks to Connive. Very true, very true. Ledger Shredder, like, I think it's very good. I don't know. I, I have not actually cast it much myself, to be honest with you, so I'm definitely still a little skeptical on on how good that it is, but... Well, again, let's uh, let's save the the full dive in on Ledger Shredder for the end because I do I do want to uh, really dive. I mean, we can we can sort of spread it out here, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I I am a believer in the Ledger Shredder. Honestly, I totally forgot this card was a thing in spoiler season. Yeah, totally fair. I mean, we can we can definitely go over that at the end and like talk all the thought process there. But just in uh, in in looking at it. It, it does not seem that uh, that threatening on its face, just because, again, it dies to all the removal that we play in this format, other than it can get a little bit higher toughness. The point was that Reckless Rage here is a way to take it out uh, as long as you don't get the you know second second connive trigger there, right? Which is hopefully hopefully the case. But point is, it's just an interesting thing to look at there. Obviously, I do not think Strangle's good, and I think that there's a chance that it's a bit much. Otherwise... I think this deck seems like a lot of fun, was my point. I definitely, I'm not sure why you would necessarily want to play this over Mono Red. Definitely more interaction, right? I get that. I'm a yeah. big fan of Is It, so I'm not trying to, like, crap on the deck. I think it's really, really a lot of fun. But, you know, I'm just pointing out that you could, if you really wanted to win something local, I think you could bring Mono Red. I mean, Ledger Shredder and, and, uh, and Borat is evasion. Sure, sure. I want to say, I love Mono Red. Like, the new Mono Red builds, like the uh, the, the Kumano faces Kazakhan. Also, can we put a monkey alert? Uh, because Ragavan is now taking over Pioneer. That's right. Karizev Skyship Raider is bringing Ragavan into Pioneer. Watch out. Uh, this deck is very hot. I love all these mono red builds that have like Chandra Dress to Kill and Kumano. And now that they're like going full on playing like two Karizevs, man, I'm, I'm excited to play more mono. I'll tell you, Chris, one of the reasons why you probably don't play mono red over the is it deck is you want to spend a hundred dollars on a play set of eidolons or 120 dollars on chandra's or do you want to invest your money into like is it lands or did you already buy the full art wedding dress chandra dress to kills because you have a problem didn't you only have two of them though yeah but i've got the others okay all right they're just not as pretty as the- i mean you know me you, you know i've got all the is lands already and they're uh they're rocking and a rolling so. <laughs> yeah I honestly, the, with these decks being like the same price right now, it's, which is wild to me that this mono red deck is like three hundred fifty. I mean, look, we can spend some time too talking about the the rising price of of our favorite hobbies, pay, like cardboard here. But like 
Chandra and Eidolon growing up there is just that's a big pill to swallow. I mean, the thing is, there was a big buyout on the Chandra dress to kill. Yeah. So, like, that might be artificially, might not be. Crimson Vow was kind of a, a mess set, so. But that's that's like if she had jumped in price for the last week. She's been this price for several weeks now. I Like, you can't, like, blame a buyout at this point. I mean, uh, that's very true. But, I mean, like, places you can get Chandra Dress to Kill are Crimson Vow and Double Feature. And those just, those products didn't sell for her. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, all right. Fourth place, Bant Angels. Hey, Chris, it looks like uh, Snapcaster Bolt listened to your advice last week and cut out some of the poopy one-drops. And we added things like Legion Angel and Limbala here to uh, help give a little more oomph in our curve. I will say there's one card I'm looking out for in Baldur's Gate, and that is a re- the reprint of Resplendent Angel. Resplendent Angel reprint? Yes. Double Masters 2, please? Somewhere, please. I, I want to play this deck, but I'm not paying $200 for a playset of Resplendent Angels. Uh, also, um, I mean, I get adding Linvala, uh-huh. but like maybe we could use a Tri-Bland instead of Hallowed Fountains and Hengegate Pathways. Uh, we have, I mean, Sparrow's Headquarters as well. I mean, that's fine. That's cheap. Like, a, a set of Hengeate Pathways is more than a set of Hallowed Fountains right now, which is pretty funny. Yeah. The the problem with the Tribal Lands is we want to be able to cast Book, we want to cast Portable Hole, we want to cast Bishop. Uh, can we not? Yeah, okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we are, we don't have a, uh, a wizard <laughs> to go full party, but we're close. Um, we don't have a we don't have a rogue is what we don't have. Oh, is it? A we need rogue? a rogue angel. It. Technically, you can have okay. it. You can actually have it by revving up Mutavolt. Uh huh. Because it's at the beginning of combat on your turn, right? Yeah. Because uh, Linvala is the wizard, Righteous Valkyrie is the cleric, Legion Angel is the warrior, and then you rev up Mutavolt as a rogue. All right, all right, cool. I think this deck is sweet. It's too expensive, but it's sweet. Also, things like. Youthful Valkyrie is a $10 uncommon because it's not really an uncommon. Yes, it's one of those good... random cards that they thought was a good idea that they could put in set boosters only. Yeah, well, it's, isn't it in like the intro decks only or something like that? Only as like a chance or something? It's the set boosters. There's like 15 cards in Kaldheim that only showed up in set boosters. And they never did that again. Yeah, um, and they yeah. didn't explain why they did it. <laughs> They just they said, inst- hey, these are in set boosters. And we said, why? Wizards just started talking to us about Strixhaven instead. Instead, they're doing that with commander cards now. Which makes sense. Yeah. Um, the, other, the other thing, too, is, like, can we have added, like, I don't know, 20, like, 16 more cents to the cost of this deck? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, because then it wouldn't be angels anymore. Well, I mean, look. When, if you look at the just like the when goldfish is new to the full breakout, we, we're there. We're at the right. We're at the we're right at the price. Right, yeah. Deck. Okay. <laughs> All right. Esper Grease Fang third place. We added Ledger Shredder here. Uh, Tainted Indulgence. Mm. Tainted Indulgence was a card I was super excited for for this set. Honestly, uh, I, it probably made my it for sure made my personal top ten. Made my personal top five. I want to try like blue black control again with this card. And uh, also playing Ledger Shredder here. I mean, what do we think? Mar. I mean, uh, for a while there, it felt like Mardu was kind of the better way to play Grease Fang. But does this reestablish Esper as the go-to? Like, Tainted Indulgence is really good. I'm not going to lie. Also, it's, like, really interesting because you really don't want to turn it on. Mm-hmm. Like, you always want to be discarding the card in this deck. And I think it's, like, actually very difficult to actually turn it on. Um, I think you have to get, like, actually every... Like, you have to get a dig through time, a sky sovereign and like everything to turn it on. Yeah. I am a little surprised that, uh, obscure charm isn't making the cut, but uh, I understand. I think that card is sweet in this deck though. What do you cut for? That's, I mean, that's a lot. I don't know. I mean, look at the sideboard here though. That, that's why like you show me a, you show me a deck, you show me it's got like white or green in it, right? It's like, Hey, you know, what are we doing? Obviously Grace Fang always has, in this case, you know, I guess what are we what are we swapping out the blue for the red is the, really the big one, but then yeah. we get access well, I mean, to mystical, yeah, right. We get access to uh, Jace if you wanted to. Just focusing on the the more controlling aspect, you know, we get or the big one is faithful mending. I'm just a big fan of faithful mending. It's a huge way to take advantage of that. I honestly think you should be playing just because I love this in every deck a one of uh, Holbreaker Horror just because it plays so well with faithful. Mending. Any card with flashback is so insane with that card. You consistently find it if you're getting to the long game, it's so huge. For mostly if you're looking to go like more control against some of the more aggro decks. 
I think it's a huge fan. That's that's what Sky Sovereign's here for, though. I feel yeah, like. you could be right. You could be right. I don't play enough Grease Fang to tell you. Hullbreaker Hull Horror it. is just is just like two mana intensive, and I, I feel like it's. I look. I I'd be willing to play Hullbreaker Horror over Jason the board here. Thank you. Um, but like, I, I don't think we're main boarding that card. And I, I think the big thing here is is the consistency of the blue cards better than being like a halfway decent Rakdos mid-range deck, which is what the Mardu build is, right? right. Um, I definitely like the blue getting us more ways to find our cards. Like, I definitely like the, hey, I'm going to be a controllish deck with a with a combo backup more than the, like, I'm going to be a bad mid-range deck with a combo backup. Because you, you get to play Thoughtseize either way, which I think is the... So, you know, here again, we get Faithful Mending, and again, I think you talked about it, what pushed it over the top was Tainted Indulgence. Also, I own quite a few Holebreaker Horrors. So if you guys could back me up on this Holebreaker <laughs> Horror thing, I would really appreciate it, okay? Uh, that's did just you between just, me and you. Did you just Daybreak Ranger yourself? <laughs> yeah, I did. I broke uh, I broke the day with this uh, with this Ranger. This Ranger is named Holebreaker Horror. But yeah, totally great. And again, you got to love yourself some Dig Through Time. I've been playing that in a lot of decks, and it's just so... The Delph Card just... I do want to look at this... Uh, I want to look at this Winota look. Okay. I just want to point some things out real quick. Okay. One, this deck is so high roll... Just play the Fable. The Fable makes your game way smoother. Who cares if you brick? Most people will just concede to a cast Winota. Sure. You don't actually have to resolve the Winota ability. If you just go, I got the Winota, most people will just scoop. So go ahead. Play Fable. You don't need to be hitting humans all the time. You just need to hit like one or two anyways. It doesn't matter. I will say the the amount of looks I got at the Team Trios event when my opponents did something that would normally get them a concession online, I just said, Okay, continue, please. <laughs> like, we only have, like, five good hits now off of, like, Winota, right? Like, the four Tovar Huntmaster, the one Kenrith. I mean, I guess you can hit Brutal Cathar. You're, you're, da- you're down. I don't know if you saw Pleasant Kenobi's video, but you're really down playing Brutal Cathar. That's true. That's true. Brutal Cathar. So, heck it. Who needs to consistently hit off Winota? People will concede to it anyways. Play Fable, the Mirror Breaker. And then, two... Do you, see, do you see two extraction specialists in the sideboard? Yeah, You know what sure this do. is for? This is to reanimate that stupid voice of resurgence that's actually winning you games. Oh, yeah. This is insane. This interaction, just like, play voice resurgence. Your phoenix opponent kills it with play with fire. Then you extraction specialist it back, and your phoenix opponent rips their hair out. Um, I love this. Also... Uh, voice resurgences are currently back up to like $10 each. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are. That card's insane. Man, if anybody was listening to us on those, you're like, man, this card's just always undervalued. You picked them up. Congratulations on your new Rari because uh, you, you made yourself a lot of money. Do you keep anything like, in that Rari, Chris? Bro, uh, I used to keep a horse, but then the horse fell out of the Rari. Oh, uh, okay, okay. And that's a different song. Right, exactly. Is, this, is that the sequel? That's the sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the uh, it's like the Taken movie where they just like remade Taken a million times. Yeah, uh, and they took a son this time. Right, it's just the same exact movie, but we just can't get enough Liam Neeson. Yeah, also, that card was four dollars, uh, three dollars. It looks like back here a month, a couple months ago. So again, that card over double. Um, one last thing I want to say about uh, actually the Niv to Light list real quick. Claudia, is it the Claudia Trial map? Yeah, I just want to talk to Claudia real quick. Okay, uh, so everybody else can tune out real quick. Hey, Claudio, you got to tell me about Selfless Glyph Weaver here. You got to tell me if this is real. Is it like, is it just good because you can bring delight to it and cast Deadly Vanity? Is that what you're doing? That's hot. Can you do that? Talk to me. Why are we playing one of Selfless Glyph? Are you there, Claudio? It's me, Ricky. Exactly. Because uh, I don't think I've seen that in this list before. Have y'all? I feel like it is probably just so you could cast Vanity, right? Like, does that work? Because it works with Tibble, right? Yeah. So you can just cast the backside of it? Yeah, and it doesn't count. It doesn't count as a gold card for Niv Mizzet, right? Correct. Okay, that's hot. I like it. Yeah. Anyways, I will keep my Niv Mizzet, right. please, and kill the rest of your creatures. Exactly. All right, let's move on to the Sunday showcase, which had a whopping 198 players. You just love, even on Mother's Day. Oh yeah. 190 doing doing numbers there. All right, in eighth place we have Max09 on Azorius Control. In seventh place we have Claudio on Niv to Light once again. Sixth place we have AFX on Is It Thing in the Ice, which is kind of the they 
they have the is it control deck listed as two different things now depending on your uh, your combo split here. Uh, fifth place, Bolivo dropping mono black, going to Azorius control. Fourth place, Jesse Samick with is it Phoenix here with a little spicy include. I'll I'll let you uh, take a guess at it. Uh, it's Ledger Shredder. Uh, in third place, we have Cherry X Man on mono green devotion bringing back an old classic in the main deck here second place bullseye or yeah bullseye uh on naya Winota, and in first place fig 64 on mono blue spirits so uh yeah let's start at the bottom work our way up to the top per usual uh, you know, we haven't seen a lot of top eights for, uh, I feel like, Azorius Control in a bit. We got double uh, double finishes this week, and I think it says a lot that this deck got Bolivo to drop blue to drop Mono Black for Blue-White Control. What do you guys think? Yeah, pretty huge change of tempo there, you know? Uh, even Bolivo getting off the Mono Black aggro, but, you know, this is just also a deck that, you know, when you look at formats to play Control in, you kind of know what you're doing here. Additionally, you're definitely more of like a, a Planeswalker deck. You definitely have a lot of control cards, but you're not as heavy on the counter magic here as I think you are some decks, right? You're definitely leaning, leaning on the Supreme Verdicts, Farewells, Planeswalkers, March of the... There's a lot more spot removal, right? Like, sure. Dovid's Veto can't even hit creatures, right? Correct. So, like, again, because that's like one of the most powerful counter spells that costs two... You're not doing a lot of that. You're catching people with Jawara. You've got Shredovin's Vetoes, but it's way more spot removal into like Planeswalkers. There used to be a deck that I think we all remember called like a tap out control deck. And it used that XX fountain that like was a, a mana rock for half of whatever you paid for X. And it was just ever flowing chalice, ever flowing chalice. That's right. It was tap out control. This almost reminds me of that a little bit. It's not quite the same. You definitely have, you know, your absorbs and your memory daily just to get cards, but you're a lot more threatening the verdicts and farewells than you are the counter magic. They're there to complement each other, but you definitely have a lot more action in this deck than you have in some of the other control decks we've been seeing in Pioneer since the beginning. Do you guys like Jwari Disruption over Sensor? Um, I like it when you're playing the Yorian build because you just want to be able to make sure you hit your land drops. Mm-hmm. I have definitely noticed that in this metagame, hitting your land drops is super. So if we're playing non-Yorian, go ahead and play the sensors. If we're playing Yorian, sleeve up those Juari disruptions instead. Just an interesting, interesting thing I've seen. Of course, like, in my opinion, this deck just is lives and dies by drawing Teferi Hero and Wandering Emperor. Like, those are just the best cards. And, I don't know, Yorian in this deck can flicker your Omen of the Seas and Portable Holes. And, uh, I don't know. I, I like this deck. I kind of liked it. Yorian lists. I just hate Yorian. I'm a hater. We have not been the biggest fan of Companion on this on this podcast for sure, you know? I know I talked about tilting off the face of the earth this week, but like I generally am not very tilted cards. Nothing will tilt me faster than a player who is playing Yorian top decking something. Anything. Anybody else top decks me? I don't care. That's going to happen, right? But even, the, even after you thought season? Even after I thought sees, you know, I'll say, can't thought sees top the deck and we'll move on to the next game. And I'll be fine with that. But uh, if you're playing Yorian and you do that, I hate you. It's just what happens. You mathematically made it harder for you to draw the cards that you need because you want to play with the Noodle Boy. And then you got rewarded for it. And for some reason, that drives me insane. And when that top deck card is Farewell? Oh, oh my forget God. About it. If they've got no cards and they rip Farewell off their, like, still 61-card deck, I'm just inconsolably angry. Yeah, so. the, and that's tough, too, because you're the face of Dormonster. Literally right. the face of Dormonster. Literally the like, face. It's just a bad look for you, you know? Right, right, right. Literally, like, beat me in any other way. Like, literally, runner, runner, Winotas. Like, run Winota into removal and then draw it again. I don't care. If, if you're playing, like, Yorian Winota and you do that, I'm upset. Uh, first of all, I want to see someone play Yorian Winona now. Let's make it happen. Yeah, let's do it. That's the next uh, Crew 3 challenge. Bring it to DreamHack Dallas. Yep. Bring, beat, beat me with it and win a free pack. Yeah, like exactly. It. Oh, wait. We used to bet boxes on behalf of Ruckman. Now we can bet like packs on behalf of Ricky. I like this. That's right. No, well, Ricky, Ricky's already issued... You weren't here this episode. Ricky issued the, the bounty that if anyone beats me in any of the events we play in of Pioneer that he's going to give them a booster pack. Yeah, Ooh. it's true. I'm going to bring booster packs to DreamHack, 
Can you, and, uh, can you afford an entire case of magic cards? Uh, wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is when Ruckman shows up with uh, Yorian Winota. Right. And proceeds to face roll everybody he plays against. Who knew? Look, I, I, I'm, this is where you find out that Michael Jordan's my hero, and I took that personally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what are we playing? Court against the wall? Court <laughs> against the wall? Let's go. What do you say? 5,000 a throw? <laughs> we all know of the three of us, Ricky is the most likely one to tilt. You know, there's not hours of video footage of anybody else uh, getting annoyed at magic cards ever uh, of the three of us. Ricky has that has that mantle. To- also, can I just say, Chris, the fact that you think Ricky's going to go through an entire case of magic cards. I don't think there's enough time in the weekend to play 216 rounds of magic. Can you pull up your counter app for that? I think we're dedicated. I, <laughs> I think if anybody can do it, it's like. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. And uh, yeah, you know what? If you find us after the venue, like Ricky said, we'll play $5,000 toss quarters against the wall. Yeah, quarters against the wall. You can find us outside the venue near the dumpsters playing quarters. You, you against can the catch wall. us outside. Is that what you're, is that what you're <laughs> yeah. getting at? Is that effectively what you're saying? Catch me outside. Capcom banned thuggery, but not a dream hack. Yep. All right. I'm the face Six of DreamHack now. They tweeted me out. If you guys haven't seen this picture, first of all, don't. Just don't. You don't want to see it. <laughs> wow. But, uh, wow. There is a picture of Ricky uh, on the interwebs. The the only one wearing... What 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 mask are you Uh, That's the Space Godzilla. Uh, the Death Corona? Yeah. Uh, Void oh Invader, sir. God. Void Invader. I wish I didn't ask. <laughs> it was at the SCG... Right. No, that meant you made one. I mean, you, you wore one. I I don't know. We're going to have to. I can't believe you, you issued that sentence and have never heard 100 Gex, Ricky. That's what I'm trying to, right, what I'm trying right, to figure right. out, you know? I, I, I've heard 100 Gex. Okay, I was going to say, I, you're a prime 100 Gex listener. Not not to fully derail things here, mm-hmm. but SCG, reinstate that mask policy, please. Did yeah, they I stop mean, it? Yeah, they, uh, yeah uh, as of like today, they're just like, they removed it from Syracuse and uh, yeah, no... Uh, I don't think there's a mask policy and there's no uh, vaccine or negative test requirement. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but real yeah, talk, yeah. probably just wear a mask to these events anyways. Uh, uh, I was 100% um, planning on it for dream I'm, I'm just going to say, uh, real talk. I've like gotten sick now twice of non-COVID, just real normal sicknesses. And <laughs> yeah. after not being sick for two years straight because I was inside and wearing a mask, um, it sucks. Like it, it was like real bad. Just... Wear a mask, anyways, because you're you're you just don't want to get anything. Yeah, even if you don't catch COVID, just the regular con funk you you're used to, that's going to now decimate you because yeah. your body's just not used to it after two years. Jeez, because that was the first like big gathering I think without a mask was that team event, and then when I got yeah. home from the team event, I just died. Yeah, yeah. So uh, wear a mask, back to anyways. Masks. Yeah, back to masks. Back to masks. All right. Anyway, back to magic cards as well. Uh, let's talk about sixth place. Is it control? So this that kind of fluctuates in and out here. It looks like we're back on. Now we're splitting days undoing and collective defiance. Where do you guys fall on that? Hey, look, also, Chris, uh, Hallbreaker Horror. So surely you have to love this deck, right? 100%. You know it. I mean, this person knows what's up. And and I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if again, there's just a cabal of people who know how an absolutely insane that card is. You know, again, I've been playing a lot of red black recently, so I have not been slamming as much Holbrook. When I was like a month ago, it was just insane. Like I, I'm not kidding. You. Like if if you don't want your opponent to play magic and you want to play magic, Holbreaker Horror is the uh, is the new little Teferi. It does cost like you know over twice as much, which I do think you know is a deciding factor in in it not getting banned. But the card's just insane, and it in combination with Thing of the Ice is just hot because guess what? It's a horror, and then also bouncing your own Brazen Borrower. Well, guess what? We just got petty all over it. Wow. Um, also, like, if you're worried about, like, the costs of Thing in the Ice, if you've got local Phoenix players, I think they're just throwing these into the garbage now. So you, <laughs> you could probably hit up the trash can in your LGS to find four things. <laughs> wow, yeah. But I think this deck is sweet. Um, Days Undoing, Collective Defiance is uh, very funny with your Narset. Um, but I don't think that's, like, the focus anymore, especially with things like, we're doing things. Like, we got Thing in the Ice, we got Brazen Borrower, we got Hullbreaker Horror. We're actively going to win the game and not just like Narset control for, I don't know, hours. It's always funny to me that like Collective Defiance has just been one of these cards that like is randomly always relevant in Pioneer. Like if you think back like Inverter and now this deck, it's just like this deck, this card always finds a way to be relevant, it feels like. Life finds a way. It does. It in fact does. Yeah, and I think one interesting here is that like a lot of the decks are randomly playing 
spell pierces now to stop the shenanigans. Mm-hmm. So like it's really good when you're surprising people with it, but when you've got mono blue destroying things, who obviously play a lot of counter spells, um, control a lot of the is it decks are now also playing, you know, packing a couple counter spells in there, or obviously decks that are just like, okay, you're gonna turn three do nothing into turn four do nothing and hope that I have enough of a hand left that you're gonna impact my game plan, you know. At that point, you're probably just dead, right? If you just didn't get to interact with Winota and stuff like that, or or whatever it was, if you just didn't draw the right hand and that was your game plan, then you know you, you're in trouble. So it's it's a little slow of plan, also for sure. All uh, right, well, let's on up to uh, what we got here. That we got is it Phoenix now with Ledger Shredder. This bird is just everywhere. This is the list minus two strangles that I want. Yeah, yeah, I like this list. You got your bird lawyers. I don't yet. I'm trying to find them, but they're, they're sold out everywhere. I'll pay for I them, wonder please. Why. I just want them. Because you'd have coin. Oh, I do. Why don't you talk about this deck then for us, Okay, Ricky? so like, Ledger Shredder is insane because you cast a second spell and you draw a card. And if you drive an, if you have an Arclight Phoenix, you discard it and you get to put a one counter on your Ledger Shredder. You no longer have to use like uh, Chart a Course to get your, uh, your birds out of your hand. Ledger Shredder just is, like, his own threat. Like, he very quickly will kill your opponent dead. If your opponent casts two spells on a turn, you get to connive again. If you have two in play, you start drawing a lot of cards. You start fueling up these Temporal Trespasses and these Treasure Cruises, which you can Galvanic Iteration. Um, This deck is now, like, full-on hot. Yeah, I think these are two pretty distinct decks, right? I do think that your ledger shredders are definitely helping you to get to a plan, whereas like the thing in the ice is definitely belong in more of a control style deck, right? You're definitely trying to get your thing to flip and you're trying to potentially protect that card or go to the late game. This deck is definitely more of like a mid-rangey trying to execute my Arclight Phoenix plan. And that's why here you're going to see more of your, you know, Galvanic Iteration, Temporal Trespass, or the other version is packing more like the Days Undoing package, going for like, a, again, a later game plan. If you, I like that we now have kind of like a split deck, right? If you're playing Thing in the Ice, it's not necessarily married to Arclight Phoenix. And Arclight Phoenix, I think, makes a lot of sense with Ledger Shredder. I think they are BFFs now. And then I think Holebreaker Horror is now BFFs with Thing in the Ice, or to some extent, like whatever package. But also, I do like that we've got two distinct blue-red decks. Thing in the ice doesn't bounce hold. We didn't I say that like 30 seconds ago? Objection, hearsay. Objection. <laughs> Did you know that uh, Thing in the Ice only bounces uh, non-horrors? And that whole break of I'm horror is shipping a you the gavel from Matlock. That was the best. <laughs> that was the best in hearsay influence. I can't believe we haven't done it to this point, given how long it's going on. But uh, side note there, I'm shipping you the Matlock gavel. You're now its rightful owner. Thank you. You just own a Matlock gavel? Yeah, of course. Oh, Where okay. have you been? Makes yeah. sense. That's what I've been using when I've been Judge Chris this entire time. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't I don't recognize uh, minor courts like uh, Judge Chris's uh, court of value. I mean, what would Ricky know? He's just a simple bird lawyer, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I've shredded all the ledgers. Clearly you haven't been paying attention to how you're supposed to fill out these boxes, you know? Right. All right. I think I've talked enough about Phoenix. It's, uh, all right, third place, we got Mono Green. Once again, we're sticking to that Pelucridos. What do you, Ricky, you were here last week. What do you think about Mono Green adding Pelucridos to the mix again? I mean, does it matter? Like, that's not the card you're ever worried about. Like, they drop Pelucridos, and you don't go, oh, man, Pelucridos. You're upset when they go, like, Karn into, like, Storm of the Festival, into, like, you know, Cavalier of Thorns, Cavalier of Thorns, get back to Nykthos's, activate Nykthos with the Legend Rule on the stack, play Kiora, game over. Like, do you, you're right. do you care about Paul Kronos? I mean, if I'm mono blue, right? I mean, Polychronos activation kind of wipes my board. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I, I just don't think, I don't, like, I don't dislike it because it's green-green, so it's too, too devotion, but, like, I don't think it's fantastic. Okay, all right. Well, uh, second place, uh, Winota here. Only three Fable with the Selfless Spirit, though. Okay, someone someone had the read on Blue Light Control. And then first place, let's talk about Mono Blue Spirits, the little monocolor deck that could still under $150 buy in now. Yeah, this deck is uh, still good. Still Dre, you know. 
Well, I, th- and, and, I think as the I was, format goes to more mid range, this is exactly where you want to be, right? Like you're not getting yeah. beat down fast enough to kill your to kill your guys, but like the late game decks are kind of getting killed out by the the mid range. So you did have some control to deal with, but you know you have an okay game against control, right? You don't have the um, the sack to make all your guys indestructible, but you're kind of hoping that you can either bounce their spell um, out of the sideboard or protect your guys or whatever you might be doing. And then, you know, just sneak in and sneak it under. And a lot of your threats are kind of unassuming. So, like, you know, if they really want to invest a lot into, you know, if they're going to break down the Supreme Verdict to give it uncounterable, well, you didn't have to commit to the board that much, right? You only had to commit one or two cards to really put a clock on them. And then you could just refill on the end of their turn. And that's what I think makes this deck so threatening. So you've got an okay game against Control, but the mid-range decks, uh, you, you get them pretty good. I think you got a good matchup against Control also. I mean, you get four Mystic Depute after game one. And like Geist Light Snare and Lofty Denial are going to be a lot cheaper than Absorb. Very true. Yeah, you definitely get under control, especially like, definitely out of the side. Uh, can we talk about four witness protection in the sideboard? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, get out of my sky, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I I love. I think it was Michelle in our Discord who was like, "I've transcended because they witness protection in Ulamog." <laughs> Legitimate business person must file earnings report. Must ceaselessly hunger for business reports. <laughs> uh, the Odawara in the sideboard is worth like 10% of your entire deck value. Um, yeah. That's pretty funny. Or, or your set your of mystical disputes. Co- your 18 snow-covered islands. Yeah, mystical disputes up to like $5 a piece now. It's crazy. Uh, this deck's fun. This deck's great. And like I like I say, uh, you buy into this. I've written about it on playing Pioneer. If you buy into Mono Blue... You've got a lot of your core spirits that can lead you. You have a really good upgrade path. I I think right now this deck is just better than Bant and Blue White spirits, but in the future that's always going to be the case. And if you have the core spirits here, you can start buying into your Blue White mana base, and then you can eventually start moving into Bant with Coco. I think this deck is a great buy-in point um, if you are willing to put in the time and effort with it. Uh, spirits isn't about always having the counter spell because you will have the <laughs> counter spell by learning your matchups and knowing what to counter, right? I, I was talking on the Discord with it. You know, yeah, it feels like your opponent always has a spell quiller. Well, that's because they let you resolve three relevant spells so they could counter your Winota, so they can counter your your Karn, your, your Storm of the Festival, right? So uh, it is these decks will reward you for learning your matchups versus just drawing lucky and having the right card at the right time. Yeah, absolutely right? true. And then again, even if you don't, you just refill so effectively at the end of the turn, right? You only have to commit so many threats. And, you know, against Mono Green, you don't have to be a super afeard. Uh, you know, they've got the Pelucranos, but that's mostly what they got going for them. So, I mean, you can kind of flood that board and, and really uh, fight effectively uh, and aggressively for board presence. So You can always send Pelucranos that... into Witness. There you go. <laughs> All right, real quick, there is one more deck I want to talk about before we dive into some spicy league deck lists to finish off the episode. Uh, 11th place, we have Senior Ismail on Grixis Midrange, which is where you just took Rakdos Midrange and shoved three Bolas into it. I mean, what? somebody was gonna... So Yeah, it's about time, right? Bolas finds a way. I mean, they printed Xander's Lounge. You knew that this was gonna create degeneracy. I, I really should have known. That being said, this deck looks uh, very fun. I mean, look, Bolas is fun, right? You want to play your big dumb dragon that makes your opponent discard a card. Who cares if you flip it, right? I mean, they discarded a card. You've already, you're already up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but probably just stick to red. Just probably just stick to to, uh, to Rakdos. Uh, I mean, probably. All right, let's move on to the league. I got some spicy deck lists for us. Five uh, O Banana Amos. I want to highlight playing Song of Creation. Uh, we got some. Uh, we got, like I said, we got Wishclaw Talisman, Song of Creation, Kinnon, Ornithopter, Thos's Oracle, Emery. Uh, you know, hey, for those of you who all of the Kethistans who are still crying for that card to be unbanned. Here you go. Here's your option. Go play it. Uh, 5-0, Burnt Taco on our sort of Ledger Shredder prowess build, this time with Delver and Sprite Dragon. Or sorry, this time with Delver and Young Peasy, as opposed to the Mono Red 1-drops. What do you think about this? Um, uh, I like are you looking at? Sorry. I like Young Pyromancer a lot. Uh, it's Burnt Taco 77. Okay, I don't like you. Delver at all. Yeah, I mean, I like I like uh, Young Pyromancer. I, bu- I bought those Innistrad foils. I need to play them. Okay, play them. Thank you. Also, this deck is playing 17 lands, and one of them is Hall of the Storm Giants, and that's a little ambitious. One of them is Seagate Restoration. Yeah. Yeah, we're playing, ni- we're playing 19 lands, see? We've got yeah, Seagate Restoration and Shatter Soul Smashing. Yeah, okay. 
Come on, Commander. Why is why is the poopy one the most expensive one in the cycle? I think that the black one is. The- is it okay? Good. That card is actually because I, I used to very much keep track of what those were priced at because I wanted to buy oops all all spells. decks that I didn't get I, to play I, during the COVID era. I'm sorry, buddy. You know, one, all right, moving on. One thing I want to mention really quick is like I don't know that there's anything to really invest into, so I, I wouldn't. But one deck I do think again I've talked about as as being real as the artifacts roll out. It could just be that red blacks just more insane but i would definitely keep an eye out given blue's affinity for artifacts in the past and and dominaria coming out to see if like blue red artifacts becomes a thing and like i think the deck right now is pretty cheap just if you have your red blue lands because you're like a phoenix player and you're looking for something to switch to maybe like you know the red black lands are pretty expensive because i do think red black will be better but i definitely from playing it in explorer think uh red blue artifacts is solid enough and will be good. Very fair. I think right, uh, I found my favorite deck. Okay. Harry 13 with blue-red. Okay. Um, so a lot of people go, oh, should you be playing Thing in the Ice? Should you be playing Ledger Shredder? Um, how about we only play Phoenix and just get there? Just do three, it. Three Temporal Trespass, one Treasure Cruise, every spell, and just Arclight Phoenix and like 19 lands. This is the true Ascendancy. Of Arclight Phoenix. All right. Well, I think you skipped over an exciting one, though. Go ahead. With uh, Dylan R's Rakdos list playing Scourge of the Skyclave and Stormfist Crusader. Oh, wow. So yeah. Fervent Champion, Knight of the Evan Legion, Scourge of the Skyclave, Stormfist Crusader, Bone Crusher Giant. God, this deck looks sweet. I want to try this deck out. Four, three Agadim Awakening, four Shatter Skull Smashing, and 15 Real Lands. Just hurt yourself as much as possible. Yeah. Just Dead Guy Rakdos. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, uh, i got to point out, I w- if I can, I it's wanna, my turn. Yeah. Well, hold on. Okay. If you're going to talk about Law 11's deck, I wasn't. we're saving that one for the end. Nope, We're I saving wasn't. that one for the end. Okay. Pointing out to our uh, our Discord member who uh, pops in to say hi every once in a while again, Zeth4, 5-0'd again with Possibility Storm. That's right. Possibility Storm, the great unbanning happened. That's right. It is, it is fixed now and turns out it's pretty good. People don't know what it does. I think that card's solid. And, you know, you still get your, you know, your elves, right, into nonsense. And again, you just, you have a bunch of solid cards. Like, Bone Crusher Giant is still absolutely insane. And then you get to play your learn cards, because you can get your sorcerers out of the sideboard to trigger your possibilities. Uh, so you just get to play a ton of value cards. And I think this list will be, you know, refined even further, since now you can play it more and, and really figure out, like, what's good and what's like, you know, hey, where, where do we need some things? Where do we not seem need some things? But learning has been kind of the new hotness obviously is another way to get sorceries out of the board but you no know, hey look at all these value cards don't don't you just want to be playing fable the mirror breaker and all your decks especially when you can play it on turn two right don't you want to be playing bone crusher drying on on turn two or turn three right stopping it these are just good cards you know gnarled professor is fine for mana five fourth trample just to beat your opponent down they don't expect it but obviously we're really trying to get it with possibility storm because that's fun but when we don't you know, this is one of those decks that I think does have a solid backup plan. Like, I definitely like this deck, like Mardu, Grease Fang kind of thing. I, this just looks fun to me, you know? Yeah, for sure. All right, real quick, just I'm just going to run out a couple deck lists real quick. I'm not going to really go into them. Uh, we'll, we'll link them below if you want to go check them out. Uh, MTG Bullent on Red Green Combat Celebrant featuring Jaxus. I think it's a really fun update for that deck. Uh, Falsh on uh, Jeskai Cycling with some... Uh, Hollowed one action there for those of you who want to check that out. Reanimator Fiend on Grixis Vampires because hey, it turns out we can cheat in Lord Xander <laughs> with Sword yeah. Imperius Bloodlord. Uh, we have Sora one two four eight on Blue Green Eldrazi, kind of a fun build there. Then we have ZNT on Is It Aggro. This build has Dreadhorde Arcanist and Ancestral Anger to go with our Ledger Shredders and Sprite Dragons, kind of fun there. All right. Two decks I do want to kind of dive into here for a second. We have Spicy Chicken 420 on Jun Midrange with Blood Tithe Harvester, Grim Flayer, Zia Torres Envoy, uh, which is, of course, one in Jun for a 5-4 trample. When it reveals combat damage to a player, look at the top card of your library. You may play a land card from the top of it or cast a spell with mana value less than or equal to the damage dealt from the top of your library without paying its mana cost. If you don't put that card into your hand, it also has Blitz, uh, it's got three Obnix with the Adversary, four Fatal Push, two Strangle, four Thoughtseize, two Abrupt Decay, two Dreadbore, four Riveteer's Charm, four Fatal Mirror Breaker. This deck is hot, and honestly, I might pick up the pieces for it. 
Riveteer's charm has just been very, very good. Um, we all know how good the five mana version of this was, you know? And, you know, exit the top three, uh, you may play any of those cards, right? Until the end of your next instep. So, I mean, you could do that at the end of your opponent's turn, right? Like, if you were able to, like, fade, you know, on four, Fatal Push, do that, get a bunch of cards. It's obviously usually used as a removal spell early, and, like, you're hoping you draw it late for just an insane amount of card advantage, but. That card is real. It is an insane amount of card advantage when you need it to be just pushes things over the top. I'm not even sure this is the best deck for it. It looks like a fun deck, but that card is is the business. It's also just like worst case Soul Shatter, which is a card that we were yeah. okay with paying three mana for mm-hmm. in the past. So all right, and finally, let's talk about this one: Jun Five Inventions by Laa Eleven. Uh, we have your, of course, we're a Yorian pile because of course we are, right? We're a Jun deck. Why aren't we a Yorian pile? Uh, with three Prosperous Innkeeper, three Jewel Thief, one Pelucranos Unchained, four Golos Tireless Pilgrim, four Fatal Push, four Thoughtseize, four Assassin's Trophy, four Cleansing Wildfire, one Goblink, one Path to Peril, one Extinction Event, four Casualties of War, four Favor of the Mirror Breaker, four Hintsuka, or sorry, two Hintsuka Kazuzal, four Binding of the Old Guts, and four Fires of Invention. I mean, look, we all said Jewel Thief is the mythic uh, is the mythic common, but like, is it good enough for constructed? Gosh, not in Pioneer, I don't think. But this deck <laughs> is funny. It's hey, it's one. This is one way to beat Winota, right? Just blow up all their lands, right? They don't have basics. That's right. Just cast Cleansing Wildfire on their lands, and they have no basics. Do we have any cute ways to do this? Are we playing our own indestructible lands or something? Yeah, we're playing our own indestructible lands. Okay, I was like, this we is have- usually what we were doing, but I just wanted to make sure. Uh, we we have one cascading cataract. There well, you can go. find it because we're playing four Golos. Golos, yeah, exactly. Makes sense. Has a fun way to ramp. This deck is hilarious. I love it. They're having it all. Is... They're having the most fun. Like I really think that like if you want to be having fun, like artifacts is a fun way, right? There's a lot of decks that I think are strong and fun. Artifacts is one. Rimetier's Charm is one. Um, I still think Phoenix is just like a funsies way, right? Like especially if you're gonna go more all in on the Phoenix thing and there's some counterplay, like. Although there's some linear decks out there, there's a ton of these just like, hey, I'm going to kind of dirtle and, and do my thing and do big over-the-top powerful stuff, and they're all pretty decent. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, if there are no other lead decklists to go over, uh, let's take a few minutes here to kind of wrap up and talk about the bird in the room. Uh, obviously, Ledger Shredder had a big, big week, not only in Pioneer, but in several other formats as well. Um Let's talk for a second just the process of card evaluation and just seemingly how it feels like, because not just us, I feel like a lot of people kind of glossed over this card. Uh, So, of course, if you haven't already looked at Ledger Shredder, we've been talking about it all episode, one in a blue for a 1-3 bird advisor with flying. Whenever you cast, whenever a player casts their second spell each turn, Ledger Shredder connive, which is, of course, draw a card, then discard a card. If you discard a lawn land card, Put a 1-1 count on that creature. So I think this comes down to, I'm going to be honest, I was more high. I, I just thought like, oh yeah, can I have this going to be a pretty solid mechanic get to filter your draw a bit? I was more excited on Blitz. Uh, I definitely thought Blitz was going to have a little bit more of an impact in the format. Uh, being able to draw a card whenever the creature dies is great. Even if it's the, in my opinion, such a really good upgrade rate, or not raid, um, dash. Uh, it's uh, Blitz is just so much, just a great upgrade to that mechanic. Uh, and I feel like I really overlooked, and I think a lot of people did too, the fact that it is whenever a player casts their second spell each turn, so it doesn't matter each turn, if, right? Mm-hmm. Each turn, right? Like, I could double, like, if, if I have four mana up, I could double opt on my turn and like double both on your turn. I get two triggers, and if you double spell on my turn or your turn, I get another trigger there. Yeah, that's that's definitely what puts the card over the top. I think as far as like where where it's good. Additionally, it's a monocolored card and like what was clearly a gold set. So not that it's necessarily an excuse, but like a lot of people were looking at the gold cards and we were rating the set. Like I was in several uh, several chatters things. Like I think I uh, you know I subbed to a couple different small time Twitch streamers and just hanging out and chatting and, and talking about it and being like, Oh, Hey, I'm Chris from crew three podcast and da 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 chat about stuff. And, and nobody brought up this card. Not that they didn't think it was bad or maybe they thought it was good, but nobody brought up the card where it was like, Oh, did you see that? Man, I think that card's going to be good. Like I know you play Phoenix. Nobody brought that up. You know, even though we talk about Phoenix, almost every episode, I play a lot of Phoenix. Nobody asked me about it. And again, it's just a little bit unassuming, but also like 
I get why, right? Like a lot of stuff can kill this card, right? I mean, any 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 blue black spell kills it. Uh, it gets bounced. It dies to fatal push. Not, not even just you know on the second half. On the first half, it dies to the fatal push. It's harder to kill than you would think with red cards, but it still can be done, right? You just have to respond to the very first trigger, and it can't be your second either. Otherwise, you're still going to get the the trigger, right? Because it's with either player. But definitely the either player any turn thing uh, made this card, I think, fly under the radar in a set full of gold. Um, I think that honestly, just like I thought that. Connive was a weak mechanic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I misread it. I thought like it was like, oh, I loot and then I get a counter. And I was like, oh, you only get a counter if you discard not a land, right? Right, right. Mm-hmm. And so then I immediately was like, Connive is bad. And then so I, I was excited about this card when it first came out. And then I reread Connive. And generally, I have to take uh, two passes through new mechanics to understand them. And uh, I just re- wrote off the whole mechanic as just sort of like bad. And then played like pre-release and connive was sort of like meh at pre-release mm-hmm. for me and so i was just sort of like yeah card's probably not as good uh, as i thought it was but i forgot how much i wanted to discard phoenixes <laughs> yeah <laughs> right yeah yeah well and again you know you you get that choice right where like it doesn't have to necessarily be bigger. So if you're playing against certain decks or it's getting pushed anyway, it's like, eh, I'll just go ahead and, and get rid of this land. It paid for itself by helping you loot. It didn't right, cost exactly. you much mana. You you got to a better card. Uh, you know, I do think that there are some incidental things about this card that, that help it, right? On top of the fact that it's got evasion. And I do think that in real life, people are going to forget that connive specifically does make you discard a non-land card to get that plus one, plus one counter. And, like, you can just play it and then follow it up with any of your one-mana spells and get the trigger immediately. Sure, yeah. Like, he doesn't cause a... Uh, I mean, they can still respond to the trigger. Like, he, he doesn't cause anything to, to happen when he ETBs. You can you can almost always get a free loot, right? Like, you can almost yeah. always get your get your Phoenix that's in hand to the graveyard. You just yeah. play him, hold priority, cast a spell. Not only that, I mean, you, you play against any player, right? So you can, like, against your mono-green opponent, play this out turn two... You know they're going to go like Wolf Willow Haven second Mandork. They're going to like double spell on their second or third turn, and you're just going to get another counter a free trigger. Or, yeah, yeah. And, like sometimes you discard spells. Like I mean, like you get the choice to discard your lands to help just fuel, fuel dredge and like keep getting uh, or delve and get your uh, stuff going right. But also you could just push for damage and just discard cards for counters. I think the cards like really, and like once you get it to five toughness, like nothing kills it but Fatal Push. And I think being able to tax your opponent's fatal pushes like really hard is very good. I mean, there's a lot of red black cards that could kill it, but not not everybody's playing them. You know, Claudio, Claudio's playing at least like six different ways to kill this card, but sure, he's probably sure. the only one. Like most red black decks, I mean, they're they're playing like four fatal push, and then uh, some of them are starting to play blood cheat, blood cheese thirst. It's mm-hmm. like a two of. Yep. But like if they're just playing like stomp giant and like fatal push, like the stomp giant is just never gonna. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fair. Uh, it also makes your hand a lot harder to thought seize because you wiggle your hand around pretty easily. I, I just think this card's like very strong. And for like where Phoenix wants to be right now, where we're trying to like get away from the controlling elements of Phoenix and just go like all in, we're going for extra turn spells, baby, and we don't care. Like this is way better for that kind of dice. I think this is the two drop that we, the two drop I needed. Yeah, I think I think it is one of the, you know, it's the classic. Uh, Brad and Angelina split like they were together for so long. You thought they were going to be the ones that were going to make it, but it right. turns out Ledger Schlitter's got better partners. Thing in the Ice has got better things to do. They both got kids in other counties, you know, right? Exactly. And, and they've got their own life plans they need to uh, to account for. Uh, and I mean, I'm happy, you know, running some Thing in the Ice in the sideboard. You know, I haven't forgotten, you know, but uh, mm-hmm. Ledger Schlitter just helps me be more proactive. So right. I think that's just like way better. Uh, like, you lose games with Phoenix a lot of the times when you're, like, Phoenixes are in, like, the bottom 30 of your deck. But, like, Ledger Shredder gets you far deeper than you already were getting, you know? Just incidentally, as you play the game, you're going to get deeper and deeper into the deck. And you're going to see, like, three to two Phoenixes pretty, like, more consistently per game. Absolutely. And it's an immediate threat, right? That's the big thing. Is like, Thing in the Ice, it did take a few turns to get going. Whereas, right. like, this one, you know, 
while it doesn't block as well, you're, you're looking to be on the offensive, right? You're looking to right. cast a lot of spells anyway. So, like, you've got the answers to their cheap creatures for the most part in this version of the deck. Well, and I guess in the Thing in the Ice version as well, but in your Phoenix Ledger Slayer, Ledger, wow, that's a tough one. Uh, Ledger Shredder version. I guess he could sled on the Ledgers as well. Why not? Right, right. Why not? He could, he's shredding, uh, shredding by sledding. You know, sledding or shredding, shredding is sledding. I think Watsy like likes to snowboard on their Ledgers, right? That's what I was going to say. Exactly right. They finally have enough money. I think the card's really good. What do you What do you think, Ruckman? I I think the card's great, and I'm just like beating myself up the fact that I legitimately don't remember this card during spoiler season because this card feels like such up my alley. Like you know, Phoenix aside, Esper Greasefang aside, I'm looking at all these decks with Sprite Dragon Ledger Shred. I'm just like, I want to get in on these. Like Saturday rolled around, and people were just like, oh, oh, Ledger Shred is popping off, and I was just crushed at how hard it. I I couldn't find any this weekend. They just sold out everywhere. Yeah, I know. I was looking too. I'm out there. I'm looking. Not not just the spec, because I'm like, damn, I want to play this card. Yeah, it's. Sweet. I'm still hyped to get these Fable the Mayor Breakers that uh, that Ricky's got for me that you gave to me. Wait, uh, well, I no, Ricky gave them back to me. Why? That's what Ruckman because... told me to do. He he goes he goes. Well, I should just take these then. And I was Traitor. like, okay, I'll give them back to you at DreamHack. All right, you got it. You I, I, I'm so you can't, I can't tell you how excited I am to play with that card. That is my Ledger Shredder. I am You're so happy to fable the Mirror Breakers doing stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll about do it this week, unless you guys got anything else to add on. No, let's get out of here. No. Nah, Thank you, everybody, for listening. Mm-hmm. Thank you, of course, for tuning in week in and week out. And, of course, big shouts to Patreon supporters, patreon.com slash crew 3 mt Three wonderful tiers available with a bunch of kind of exclusives and up to the swag bag mailing. Uh, of course, also, you know, it's it's been a lot the last few weeks. I, I usually say I try to stream a couple times a week but or once or twice a week, but it's just been a lot. Hopefully we get back to that soon and get things going. Uh, but, of course, like if you have been paying attention, we will be at DreamHack in a few weeks, so be sure to check us out. I'm waiting to see the content creator schedule because I've, uh, I'm hoping we either get to do a, a live podcast recording or we get to have uh, a fun little team pioneer battle between crew three and some of the other magic content creators that are going to be at the event. Uh, I've already talked to like Darth Jason, casual Jake. If we get the time to do it, we'll probably talk to them about having, getting them a third and we'll do uh three on three crew three versus other pioneer content creators should be fun there. So be sure to check us out. Come say hi. And of course, if you manage to take a, uh, a match win off of in any of the Pioneer events we're playing on the weekend, of course, there are, I think, three or four Pioneer events scheduled. Uh, you'll be sure to pick up your pack from Ricky. Do Ricky, do I have to hand them to the players myself? Uh, I will actually hand them. Okay, so it's not going to be like the Amazing Race. They find me, then I hate to hand them the, the, the yellow envelope. No, 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 no. Uh, okay. I will come by and pay them for their job well done. Okay. I just expect you just to never sign up for the Pioneer events and just stand behind me the whole time. Uh-huh. That's what I'm going to do. Just watch, I'm just going to watch. watch with the, yeah, I'm going to mouth the yeah. words of cards in your hand. Oh, <laughs> I'm set up. <laughs> I'm uh, no, I, I the answer wait. is Spell Queller always. It's always there. Great. It's Spell Queller. You always had it. Look, you, no one is going to know what deck I'm playing. I have so many Pioneer decks. I'm going to play a different Pioneer deck like every – I would say every round, but that's against the rules. But I'll play a different Pioneer deck every every event we play in. There you go. You never know what you're going to get. Oh, man. Uh, so anyway. Ruckman's like a box fight. of chocolates. That's right. <laughs> I already heard it here yeah. first. I mean, it definitely look like I've eaten a few boxes of chocolates in my day. Uh, all right. Where can everyone find you on socials? Wait, who, who goes first? I Now I've forgotten. Now it's you been some You can find weeks. me on Twitter, at also Steve, and you can also find me on YouTube with Door Monster. And maybe I'll stream again on Twitch, but I'm not streaming right now. So. Ricky is the Door Monster. I am, in fact, the Door Monster. It's official now. Thank you, DreamHack. <laughs> All right, Chris, your turn. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Depp's Lawyer, uh, and then that's the only thing I'm on. Just at Johnny Depp's Lawyer? Yep, just at Johnny Depp's Lawyer now. I've changed okay. it. Did you really? Okay, you... No, no. My, I, I am still at it's underscore Christmas. I usually check Twitter. I do not tweet a lot much, but feel free to tweet at me interesting things about, one, the Dallas Cowboys, two, Magic Cards, or three, the League of Legends uh, and I will be sure to check it out and give you a little heart if you link me in things that are nifty. Or four, whether or not Amber or whether or not Johnny Depp's forensic psychologist 
told her husband to buy those muffins specifically for Amber Heard. Listen, they were like not about the muffins. I oh. wanted more muffin talk. Like I don't know. Like maybe it's just the maybe it's just the fat guy inside of me. But I was like, let's let's look. What kind of muffins were these? Look, where did you get these muffins? You know, I wanted to talk to the muffin yeah, man. That's right. That's what I wanted. The muffin man. The muffin man. All right, and of course, I'm at Crew Three Podcast. You can find me there talking about magic cards and all the fun stuff I buy that is not magic related. So uh, keep track. You want to see my progress making some uh, Horus Heresy Iron Warriors kind of stuff. Uh, it should be fun. And of course, Crew Three Pod, Crew Three MTG on Twitch and you. Uh, we the progression series will for sure be back this week with Born of the Gods, and uh, we'll, we will be back to our sort of every other week release schedule and then hopefully i can start fitting in a stream here and there and as always if you're looking for more wonderful pioneer content be sure to check out playingpioneer.com uh we have a wonderful writing staff over there made up of some other great pioneer content creators we have stuff going up daily and we just launched the first week of our sort of overhauled tier list process so be sure to check that out and uh, enjoy and read some great pioneer content We'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.